Hey guys, this is Brandon, the host of the Ask Brandon Anything show. This is the show where we take the most awkward, difficult, challenging questions that are keeping you stuck in your relationships and stuck in your addictions. We break them down, we discuss them, we validate you, we give advice, and we empathize. And most importantly, we help you find truth so you can get unstuck. If you have a question, whatever it may be, go to brandonpatrick.com and submit a question there for the show. What's up, guys? Welcome to Ask Brandon Anything. Um, I want to start by reminding you that if you have a question for me, that you can go to brandonpatrick.com and you can um, enter a question there. And don't hold back. Ask me a question about anything. Uh, I don't shy away from the hard. I enjoy the hard topics and the most challenging and the most difficult one thing to understand is sometimes the answer that you get might not be the answer that you want. Um, and sometimes the answer to questions are not necessarily, here's the easy answer, this is what you go do, but it's about engaging in a process of healing and change. So I'm happy to, to talk about those things, to illustrate those things, to give you guidance as to what that process may look like. So. Um, if you're stuck, if there's issues that you have in your relationship, there's issues that you're having in your recovery from addiction, um, if there's issues that you're having interpersonally about shame and depression and things like that, then, then shoot me a question and I'm happy to give you my two cents as to what I think will be helpful for you. Um, so before I jump in today, I want to read... A review that I got, which totally made my day, by the way. Um, it says, Brandon Patrick is indeed an expert in many areas, but he comes across as relatable and human. He touches on many topics that others shy away from, but yet are so important to shine a light on. He puts forth ideas and concepts in plain and simple ways. It truly feels like he wants each individual who listens to benefit from the things he has learned in his life and also in his experience as a therapist. I have gained valuable knowledge from each and every episode. That really makes me happy um, because that, I think, encapsulates how I truly do feel. I do what I do because I love people and I care deeply about people. And I'm willing to share my own personal experiences and show you guys that I'm human too, that I'm in this struggle with you. and. I learn personally, I've learned a lot professionally, and I've learned a ton um, by observing other people's struggles as well and, and being in the trenches with them as they work through their stuff. And I'm happy to um, use the wisdom that I've gained to help as many people as I possibly can, and that's my goal. So with that, as most of you know, my, my uh, specialty, my platforms and things like that are around addiction. And I work a lot with couples who have experienced what we call betrayal trauma, um, infidelity, broken trust, and um, just, just things of that nature. And so uh, the, the, the betrayal that comes from somebody who's acting in their ad addiction um, is really what I do. So a lot of the questions that I get are around that. However, the questions that I've been getting, I think are applicable to most relationships. 
and I got a couple really good questions. So I want to just um, read the question and then I'll get into it. So it says, and I'm going to um, summarize this a little bit, but it says, I'm separated right now because my husband was continuing to betray and deceive and break boundaries of loyalty and fidelity in my marriage. Since separation, he has had so much remorse and talks about wanting recovery, but struggling with hopelessness and motivation. No action has been taken towards recovery, but we both have discussed how we love each other. Um, in an old podcast episode, I've talked about how when there is no love in the relationship, it leads to divorce. Is there a place where there is so much love but since there is no recovery work, it still leads to divorce. It feels like a really tragic end, but I also know at some point I may have to move on to find happiness. How long do I hang on due to love? Excellent question. Um, the most heartbreaking divorces that I see are the ones where two individuals are still madly in love with each other, yet divorce is the right answer still and you look at that and you're like how why what why would that be the end when people love each other so much and the reason is is because addiction is real when somebody has an addiction they may love another person so much but not be able to maintain and respect their boundaries because of their addiction. They choose the addiction, the addiction overtakes them, and so they break that other person's boundaries over and over and over again. And the other person has compassion for their struggle, can see why they're doing what they're doing, but if they get really honest with themselves, they, they, they realize, I can't live in a relationship like this. And if I'm true to myself, and if I do what's best for both of us, then I have to separate, I have to disconnect, I have to move on, um, even though I love you still. Um, and and, and it, what's really hard is one of the best things you may do for your partner is to move on and to have boundaries. Because if you, if you sacrifice yourself because you want to avoid the divorce or because you don't want them to feel bad, then you're actually hurting them and you're, you're enabling them in ways. So let me give you some examples. Um, well, I think the obvious example here is fidelity. You know, I, I, I would say I have a boundary that I value fidelity. It's really important to me. If my wife were off you know, messing around with a bunch of other men and it was because she had an addiction and she was struggling and, she, but I loved her a lot. I still don't think I'd be able to stay in a, in a, in a marriage with her. I could still love her. We could still be good friends, but I don't think I could stay married to her if she were um, continually unfaithful to me um, and, and, and deceitful and lying to me. I could still love her. I could still have compassion for her. I could still connect to her. Even on a soul level, I could see her pain and why she was doing what she was doing. And I could, I could not take the, those things personally. 
and really love her for who she is. And, um, but at the same time, in order for me to, to love her and be close to her, I've got to love myself. And I've got to protect myself and know who I am. And if I won't do that, then it, I'll end up feeling used, taken advantage of, resentful, and hurting over and over again. It never, ever works to sacrifice yourself for the relationship, for a healthy relationship. That never works to sacrifice yourself for a healthy relationship. In fact, the opposite is what a healthy relationship is, where both people come to the table empowered and, and knowing who they are and being able to fully express who they actually are in the relationship. There, there, there's not that dilemma. It's not, oh, I have to give in so that we can make this work. It's I get to be me in this relationship. That doesn't mean that there's, there's not negotiation and there's not compromise in the relationship. But you don't have to say, I have to give up me in order to be in the relationship. And I just want to empathize a little bit here with this question because it is heartbreaking. It's gut-wrenching. It's really, really hard to say, look, I need you to go, even though I really love you. But I've got to be honest with you, this doesn't work for me. It's hard. Um, I, never, I, I never counsel people to get divorced or to not get divorced. I believe that's a decision between them and God. But what I would say is to definitely be willing to own your truth no matter what. And if the relationship or the partner is putting those truths in jeopardy and wanting you to acquiesce and, and, and drop them so that, so that you can stay in a relationship with them, then, then that's not okay. Okay. Um, and that's really, that's really hard. I, 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 uh, do you want to say that it's awesome? And, and, and this is a really hard thing to do. It's awesome that you can still see him through a lens of love and have compassion for him, even though he has hurt you. Um, that's good. It's good for you, um, not just for him. I'm not saying that because that's good for him and you can still love him. It's good for you that, that you don't have that, um, th those, those really hard feelings of resentment and anger in there. And I'm also saying it's not ba a bad thing if you do. Um, if you've been betrayed and you've been hurt and you have those feelings of resentment and anger, that's okay too. But I would say it's something that needs to be worked through so that you don't stay there. You don't stay resonating in those feelings. All right, that was a great question. Okay, let me see. I got another question here. Um, it's right there. Okay, so the question is, 
uh, listening to your episode on shame. So uh, she was listening to the episode or he was listening to the episode on shame that me and my brother Tyler did, um, which by the way, was full of good nuggets of content and thoughts about shame resiliency. Um, loving it, it raised a question for me. When my husband has a slip or messes up, um, I set boundaries. Often emotional distance is what happens. Um, so I can feel safe and centered again. However, doesn't this reinforce his shame and his belief that he is unworthy and unlovable and, should, and, um, and that he should feel shame? Would love to hear your, um, your address. Would love to hear you address this on an episode. Okay. Um, so this is a good question because the, I, I, here, here's how I'll start to answer that. Yesterday I was running a men's group and we were talking about accountability and we were talking about um, owning what is. And uh, I was talking with one guy and I said, the reality is, is that you're lovable. And another guy chimed in and he said, well, that's kind of subjective. And I stopped for a minute, really thought it through. It's not subjective. Uh, I was, we were talking about, we call it your nobility, who, who you actually are um, as, as a human being, as a son or daughter of God. Um, you're, you're, you have this noble worth in, in you, regardless of anything that you've ever done. So your nobility is not subjective. So if that's true, then let me come back to the question here. If your nobility is not subjective, which means that your worth is eternal and it's profound and it, it's not contingent upon your doing, then this is, this is an interesting question because my worth as a man does not come from my wife. My worth as a man does not come from my wife being happy with me or, or unhappy with me. And my, uh, my lovability or my, my worthiness for love does not depend upon her approval and her saying, yay or nay, you're good enough. I love you. Um, my resiliency to my shame does not in any way go through her. And it's important that I know that. Because if I'm waiting for her to give me approval of who I am, then I'm using her. I'm consuming her. I'm looking to her to fulfill me as a person and as a man. It's healthy in a relationship, especially one um, with, with addiction and things like that, that I know how to stand on my own two feet. So when you're dealing with something like sex addiction, it's actually okay and good for a spouse to be upset if they feel cheated on, hurt, or betrayed. And they need to be able to have that space without the partner decompensating into their shame. So it leads to the question, how then? How do you do that? And the fact of the matter is, is 
the, the husband needs to work on himself and know who he is independent of you. So that when you come to him and you say, man, like I need distance from you. I'm hurt right now. He's able to say, you know what? I'm okay. If that's true. Um, if I'm okay that you need distance. That does, that makes me sad, but I'm okay. And I can, I, I, I want to connect to your heart and how you're feeling right now on an emotional level, because I'm not in protection mode of me or looking to you for my own self-worth. So therefore I can actually truly see you. Um, we get addicted to each other. What that means is we, we, we try to use each other to complete us. You're the half that makes me whole. You complete me. All these things make me gag a little bit. Um, I do believe that relationships are important, but I think our paradigm needs to shift a little bit. Our relationships are there as opportunities for intense amounts of growth. Um, for feelings of intimacy, yes. But they're not there to complete us and give us our self-worth. My wife cannot give me my self-worth. It's not hers to give to me. And because of that, then she has space to be upset and frustrated and sad and angry at me if she needs to be. And if, if, if I'm not consuming her, then um, when she does feel those things and she has that space, she can process them. And actually, we can feel close when she feels those things. Because I, can, I, ha I have the strength to hold that space with her and for her. Okay, so what I'm talking about is one of those things that takes a, a process of growth in order to um, know who you are and show up in your strength in your relationship. Um, so I would say as a wife, continue to be honest with him about how you feel and where you're at and allow him to figure out how to, how to be resilient to his shame and how to deal with that on his own. That's his job. It's not your job to caretake for him. Okay. Um, so yeah, excellent question. Um, you guys, there's, there's this, uh, important thing I, that, that I, I think isn't talked about very much in relationships that's really, really essential. And what that is, is, is the polarity between the masculine and the feminine. And uh, I, I'll talk more about this in another episode. But what happens when, um, when a man goes to his wife and uses her and consumes her and, and shows up weak, um, shows up overly compliant, um, scared, uh, afraid to face what is, and trying to please her over and over and over again. It creates this dynamic where she becomes his mother and becomes his kind of watchdog, police person, whatever you want to call it. 
and it's not very attractive. Um, it, it, it's, it's, it's not showing up in, in solidarity, in, in masculinity. And um, masculine energy and feminine energy, neither, they don't compete. They complement each other, and both are good. Masculine is more grounded and, and more steady and logical. Feminine is more creative and free-flowing. And if the feminine is feeling things, that things come up, and the masculine unroots itself and flows in the wind with the feminine trying to fix everything, then it, it destroys safety in the relationship. Um, and it causes a breakdown with creating real intimacy, desire, and connection. Um, and so oftentimes the feminine will take on the role of the masculine because she's feeling unsafe because she doesn't feel like there's, there's some steadiness there in the relationship. And so she'll step into that role and then he'll flip and turn and really not start, start not showing up as a man in the relationship. So I see this all the time with, with addiction because what happens is um, a spouse doesn't feel safe. So she, she steps into structure and rigidity and let me set up these systems so that we can feel safe. He's wallowing in his shame because he feels like he's a failure and he's screwing up all the time and he's not good enough. Um, and so he's really resonating in shame and, and feeling weak. And so the more she steps in and takes over, the more he just steps aside and shows up very not proactive and weak, um, the more it just starts to destroy the overall safety in the relationship. Where healthy polarity in a relationship is um, for him to embrace his masculinity, for her to embrace her femininity. And as that masculinity is there, the feminine can can feel safer and safer and, and open up and be freer. And the masculine can, can feel stronger and connected to the feminine. All right, you guys, um, I will wrap it up there. Uh, hopefully I've given you some nuggets to think about. Um, if you relate to these things, then I'd love to hear your comments and thoughts. Um, please rate and review the podcast. It's really helpful. That review totally made my day. That, that review just makes me happy. So thank you for, for writing it and sharing it. Um, and uh, follow me on Instagram at Brandon underscore Patrick. And um, ask me any questions. I'll talk to you guys later. See ya.